Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic. It is so lovely to see you here where we are reviving the art of homemaking in our red lipstick and no denim jumpers allowed. Angela, a lot of people want to know where the denim jumper thing comes from. Because you know why? People are wearing denim jumpers. They keep saying that. I don't believe that. I see them. I saw one on Instagram. It was a denim jumper. Those aren't the ones we're talking about. We're talking about the 90s denim jumpers. The 80s denim jumpers. Slash 80s. Yeah, just that typical homeschool school marm with the big pockets in the front. Yes. Shapeless with a white turtleneck. (laughs) (laughs) There we just offended. Oh, yeah, baby. That's just it. And we're like. We're not just reviving. We're just getting out the paddles. It's true. On it's this whole true. thing. Because I saw to a... us, it's glamorous. But mm-hmm. there's no glam in a denim jumper. Just no. Just saying. No glam at all. There I saw I go a really again. good comment from a listener who said, I think some of these reviewers missed the name of the podcast, which is Homemaker Chic. Not Homemaker Budget. Not like... Right? Oh, no. <laughs> not like... School marm. <laughs> homemaker, homemaker chic. Frugal homemaker. No. Homemaker, We're talking about chic. fun things, the finer things, yummy things. And I'm actually really excited for today's episode uh, because we're going to be talking about what brings us joy. What is bringing us joy in the slogs of quarantine? So it's going to be a fun one. But before we get to that, I am Shay Elliott, by the way, of the Elliott Homestead, once again joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And like it or not, we are the hosts of Homemaker Chic. We are going to be here with you for however long we decide to. (laughs) Yeah, this is our baby. We named it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's our brainchild. This is our brainchild. Come what may. Come what may. You're Angela Reed. Us. Yes. What are you sipping? I see something in that little teacup. Um, Confess. I am sipping. Confess. <laughs> really? I got you. Yes. You skunk. No, this is perfect for today's episode because you know what? Before we started recording this podcast, we, we were giving each other like the, you know, angry eyes of... Living at home, homeschooling, home making death. <laughs> Thinking, oh, yeah. What a day it's, to get us to this point, even. It is actually, you can see there's a little bit of daylight peeking out behind me, but it has been very sad today. About 11 o'clock, I just thought, is the day over? Is it just going <laughs> to get dark? Are we done here? It just <laughs> kept getting darker and darker and darker. So I am, um, I have a little. <laughs> cutie ironstone teacup mug, teacup with a little whiskey and water in it <laughs> just saying just saying sometimes the day calls for it the sip and warm your chest and yeah you gotta warm the blood warm just the a blood bit, a wee bit a three quarters of an inch with a little water that's mm-hmm. it that's all that's all and well you- i am i am drinking i So I did this sourdough video for YouTube today. And so I have been thinking a lot about Italy lately. And I got my sourdough starter in Italy, October of 2019. And it has become such a best friend to me. And every time I smell it, it makes me think of Luca and of Jovial's getaway. And Italy just has such a special place in my heart. So today... In celebration of that, I opened an Italian white blend called, and I, you know, I did it, I did the translate so I would know how to say it, but that was like 40 minutes ago before a bunch of technical snafus before we could push record on the podcast. Before we got crabby. Today's episode is about joy and we're going to, we're going to really have to summon it it. here because we're we're a little cranky. Yes. That's why we need it. Um, it's called. Oh, gosh, I want I'm going to I'm going to Google translate this right now. I still have it pulled up. OK. OK. 
So you you're going to have to, you're going to have to listen to it. Actually, I don't have it pulled up. Okay, fine. Uh, it's like Just do l- it. Langa, 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 Lang, okay. Langa. That bad. Thank that you. <clears throat> Meaning? Um, I don't know what it means. <laughs> it's just a name. It's a region in Italy. So okay. it's in the, well, it's in the Piedmont region. Mm-hmm. And then Langa is a particular part of that region. I only know the Piedmont region because of Piedmont cattle. Uh, but it is like a hilly terrain in Italy. And this is a blend of some of their favorite whites. So what's funny is when I took my first sip of this wine, I was like, what do you feel? What do you taste? And the first things that came to my mind were it felt very friendly. It tasted very friendly, very welcoming and very familiar. And I don't know why, but then I look up this specific wine and on the website for this wine, it comes from a place called Tobaldi. So it's called Tobaldi Lenga Favorita. How do you say that in Italian? I don't have a good Italian accent or an Austrian okay. accent or a French accent. <laughs> with a fa- with an F? F- f- yes. It's like favorite. Favorita. How would you say that? F- favorita. favorita. <laughs> Lenga favorita. There we Lenga go. Lenga favorita. Yeah, from Tabaldi. Okay. okay. Sure. But there is a quote from Stefano Tabaldi on this website about this wine. And it says, my favorite, my little Daniela, so kindly young and vibrant. I dedicate this wine with a fresh fruity flavor with the hope of living a life full of taste. So sweet. And I was like, that feels so welcoming and so friendly. And you know what makes me feel joy? That's wonderful. Stefano's- I, I'm afraid there's not that much sentiment on my whiskey bottle. <laughs> That's what, beautiful. Um, what kind of whiskey do you drink when you drink whiskey like that? Uh, I think this is, and it's not anything special. I think this is like an Evan Williams. I don't know it's that. Just, yeah, it's not Okay. It's, okay. You know. I never have like any kind of Tennessee whiskey or anything because I live with Stuart. Who is? Yeah, you guys are the Scotch of Scottish descent, so it's Scotch, 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 Scotch. <laughs> and let me tell you, you haven't lived until you've done a a Scotch flight. With yes, Stuart. Stuart is quite the Scotch that connoisseur. Was fantastic. He's like, no, this one has the sea brine and the seaweed and the whatever, and this one <laughs> that was fantastic. No, this is just good old, good old hillbilly, straight up hillbilly Evan whiskey. Williams. Yep. In, There's a place in, for all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, there is. Yeah. Especially during quarantine. Yes, especially during quarantine. One must watch their consumption ways when one is in quarantine. Like I right? said, it's like just a half an inch or so and yeah. we're done here. No, listen, we're five minutes into the podcast and I half my white wine glass down because of all those technical issues. So that was bad. It's okay. It's okay because it's a good time. Okay. This idea for this episode came from somewhere. Would you like me to share where? I the answer is yes. Message. Is that your kid? What was yeah, that? it's mine. Don't okay. even. It's just a screaming cat. child. <laughs> <laughs> just smacked up against the glass. Yeah, exactly. Dying <laughs> cat <laughs> Owen. Dying cat <laughs> Owen. Well, I messaged Angela when we were talking about what we wanted to do for today's podcast. And I thought, let's talk about what we're finding joy in right now. Mm -hmm. And the reason it came to my mind was because, frankly, I'm getting grouchy and feeling a little stir crazy, feeling a little ungrateful, which is not a good way to feel. Yeah. And it made me think of this memory when Stu and I were driving back from the airport late at night when I I don't even remember where we were coming from, but we're three, three hours from Seattle's airport. So every time we fly into Seattle, we have to drive back. And more often than not, it ends up being like two in the morning, a horrible time to drive over mountain passes, which you know very well. Yes, I do. (laughs) So we were driving over. Stu was falling asleep. We were griping and grouchy because we had been traveling all day. And I don't recall what started the conversation, but we just decided to start telling each other back and forth what we loved about each other. Mm. And some of the things were very obvious and some of the things were very intimate and it morphed into this two hour conversation. We got done with it and both our hearts just felt so full. 
not only did it keep us awake, but we were actually recharged after it, after just intentionally focusing on things that we had to be thankful for and things that we appreciated about the other person. So it made me think, what about if we do that with what we're enjoying right now and what joy is pulling us through as it were? Isn't that's isn't that what we need? Aren't we just going through the mountain passes of life right now mm-hmm. and uh, getting a little irritated? Mm-hmm. We do. We really just need to focus on on joyful things. And it's strangely tough. And I, I feel sometimes I feel a little bit awkward just talking about how I feel about it because we we're home all the time. This is not really that different for us, but there is still a different vibe. We are very discouraged from running to the store. The kids can't hang out with their friends. There's no fellowship. There's no church. There's no girlfriend coming over for coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody pulled in the driveway today to talk to us about a project and just to stand 10 feet apart from another human being. Right. I told you the UPS man is literally throwing our packages. (laughs) It's just actually pretty repulsive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, it, there's, it's repulsive. There's not anything redeeming about it except for what they're, I suppose, trying to accomplish by doing it. Right. But this is not what we were made for. And I do think it is a perfect time to think about anything that's Mm -hmm. bringing us joy and focus on that. Mm -hmm. Well, in that vein, this is what it made me think of. It's one of the things I'm really thankful for. (laughs) We're going to get into it right here. Are you guys ready? We're going to dive in deep. Um, (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say this. But I cannot keep my hands off of Stuart right now. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And I don't know if it's just because we're enjoying a lot of time together, you know, mm-hmm. and that time has just been very unbroken by obligations and schedules, right. which could very much be it. Um, or if it's just because I'm, you know, subconsciously just really missing people and even the physical touch of like, you know, hugging a girlfriend goodbye after they leave for dinner or, you know, my sisters or whatever. Um, But I've actually been really thankful for one. I'm thankful to have a spouse at home with me, you know, that we're able to quarantine together and that he's not away somewhere. But um, but it's been a nice little um, side effect, (laughs) shall we say, to just be able to enjoy that physical time with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes it that much sweeter. You know, it's like if if one goes down, we're going down together for sure. For sure. I think it's, um, I think it's probably just like we're so many people are appreciating family life and home life so much more for you and I, we move really fast. We're really busy throughout the day barely coming up for air. And like you said, there is, uh, the busyness of life has had a dent put in it, even if you are a home based family because of the lack of outside obligations. Totally. So, um, I'm very introverted outside obligations, stress me out. Mm -hmm. I, I love being with people. I love seeing them, but it's always something I have to gear myself up for and kind of get ready for. And so to just have that weight off, then your spouse is there and you're like, Hey, Hey, I'm I'm free mental space being used here. I'm right. Even just mentally more available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed at all that in this, like you just get kind of bored with your phone, you get bored with Netflix And like you said, our schedules have pretty much stayed the same, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like such a treat when that's what you do every night, right? Because normally we would taper, I would say we would eat with other people and other families with fellowship three or four nights a week. And now that's zero. (laughs) So (laughs) it, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of boring. Like I want to see a human. I want to talk to a human. I want to have interesting conversation and you know yeah i, I wonder other, how many of our other stuff would say that the, <laughs> the whole like pinterest instagram thrill is gone it's gone I mean, it's, it's you, gone you kind of do your obligatory swipe and i don't want to take away obviously that's what you and i do for a living we mm-hmm. do social media but you're on there a little bit and it's just that yeah. um 
dare I say, fulfilling aspect of it. It's not quite as fulfilling. Nope, it's not. Yeah. No, I found myself really paring back to who I follow because Mm -hmm. there are certain things that I just don't really want to hear right now, frankly. Yeah. (laughs) And a certain element I just don't want to welcome in because I do feel like it's it's like head down, baby, you know, do do this. And I find myself just gravitating towards people that um that for lack of a better word sort of fulfill a certain niche Mm -hmm. in what I'm needing in my home right then. And that changes. You know, it grows and it and it ebbs and flows. So uh I am really just I find myself savoring my children. And I feel strange to say that because I feel like I'm a very sentimental, hands-on, touchy-feely mom. But I feel like I can't get enough. We have new bedrooms in the house. So Mm -hmm. uh, where maybe our bedtime routine since we've moved into the house has been a little bit stressful or stressful is not the word. Maybe contrived just because it was so wonky. Yeah. now we have these new spaces and so I'm going up and I'm reading more and I'm tickling and tucking in and singing their songs, which I've always sung my children's songs at bedtime. But when the whole, with the whole move here and everything, it was just not the same as everybody having their own space. And so now I'm just like up in the boys room and I'm really touched at how fast they've become accustomed to that just within mm. a couple of days. Oh, you're going to come and lay by me, right? You're going to come and sing my songs. You know, are you going to tickle me? Are you going to, I do this thing. I'll tell you, do you know, I do this thing called the the crazy lady or half of my kids call her the crazy lady. Half of her, half of them call her the buck buck lady. That's odd. It's very odd, but she's this character that I developed years ago at bedtime. I don't know. She's a chicken. And she just speaks in chicken language. And usually it's like when I put my mud mask on and I come in the room and I'm the buck buck lady, I'm the crazy lady. And or if I sometimes if they they'll say, can the buck buck lady come tonight? And usually what? I say no. Yeah. They'll say, can she come tonight? Oh, my and so then word. I'm like, no, she can't. She's too busy. I'm busy. Leave me alone. But, you know, I get kind of crabby and then I'll put on my mud mask or like last night I put red lipstick like clear up to my nose and out oh of my, my mouth gosh. and green eyeshadow and like this horrendous Britney Spears hat. And I grabbed a uh, a fly swatter and I went up like, bah, 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 you know, and I'm like spinning this fly swatter and swatting them on the butt. And what I do is I like lock eyes with one child and I act like I'm all enamored with them and I come towards them like a zombie and they oh just my word. squeal with delight and they just run everywhere and it's hysterical. And so there's lots more of that kind of crazy stuff going on where I, yeah. what I kind of want to do is, you know, they are feeling the stress. I want to override the stress. I don't want them to look back and remember, oh, remember that pandemic? I want them to remember, um, do you remember when mom like came as a chicken lady like <laughs> yeah. every other night? You Listen, know, I would probably remember that over a pandemic. Yeah. If no, I'm going to be honest. It is, it's really crazy. And then I do like this little Egyptian dance and then I get them to join in with me. And the whole time, all I'm doing is clucking like a chicken. It's, yeah, it's really pathetic. And no, I think it sounds awesome. It. And I love it. <laughs> I promise you, if you go follow us over on Instagram at Homemaker Sheep Podcast, I will get a video of that up on stories. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> I will. I have spies no, so in bad. the Reed household who will do Stop. my bidding. So they all like do this. They all say they all know that I'm very like the Lord, your God is a jealous God. Well, I'm a jealous mother. So. <laughs> They'll say, uh, you know, the buck buck lady came last night and she was trying to make out with Julian and at the breakfast table. And I'll say, she what? And then this morning, Junior, who's only three, caught on. He goes, she was wearing your shirt. Oh. And I just always like put on such a fit. I say, she was? What what does she think she is stealing my kids? And I just, oh my gosh, it's a riot. I wish you guys could see what Shay is doing right now. Angela. She is feeling the joy. She I, is signing and flagging like a like a I'm on deck sorry. person on a freight carrier. Or a, a, what are they called? An air. <laughs> All I want to do is think about the buck buck lady in this amazing story that you've never told me. And there is a I've never told you a child who sign languaging to show me something. So he's got a stick. Let's see what. Let's see what's so important. Oh, and what is okay. it? 
Why? <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to go find daddy and he can help you, okay? If you want to come inside, you need to go upstairs, not right here. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Owen would like everyone to know, <clears throat> dear listeners of really Homemaker Sheep Podcast, that he has a big owie on his foot and he is not going to be okay. But he will go lie in his bed anyway. I'm sure he'll sort it out. Oh, he's such yeah. a fun kid. Aren't they just so fun? So fun. <laughs> do we have to do band-aids? My kids are band-aid. My kids have always been band-aid kids. No, I'm anti-band-aid. Oh, brother. I am. You know why? Because they're just stickers. They are. But it makes them stop shrieking. I use my oils for that. I'm like, go get the owie oil. And they're like, okay. And then they're totally fine. So. Well, I use oils and band-aids. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. I'm not. I shouldn't say I'm anti-band-aid. I'm just too lazy to buy them. There are things I am just oh too gosh. lazy to buy. Paper towels are one. Kleenex are another. Oh, Band- I never buy Kleenex. Band-aids. I don't think I've ever bought a box of Kleenex in my life. No, I'm, I'm like, kidding. use a piece of toilet paper. Like, it's the exact same thing. Why would I keep a well, box of Kleenex? Problem? You need lotion infused in it? Yeah. It's no, that's not. Yeah. makes your nose feel slimy. No, slimy. thank you. Getting zits. Okay. Yeah. No, we can't talk about that. We're only talking about things we're thankful for. Well. Tell, okay. tell us. I Are did. you allowed to announce it? Announce. <laughs> I I'm just s- told you I was a lunatic chicken lady <laughs> at night. No, no, you oh, can't okay. announce that. Okay, no, okay. No. <laughs> Spoiler, hang tight because there's going to be an announcement. Fine. Sorry, I wasn't uh, sure. There is? Okay. okay. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. Maybe. If we get the thumbs up of approval. I'll tell you something I'm thankful for. Sure. I'm not pregnant. Wait a minute. You're all, I'm, I am not pregnant. <laughs> That's true. Maybe the whiskey gave it away, but I'm just so you wonder what Shay is asking me if I can tell you I'm not pregnant. No. If you are, congratulations. I love you. Yes. Amen no, to babies. I got a really I'm not expecting. <laughs> I got a really funny text message the other day from a dear friend of mine who lives in our area and he has mm-hmm. continually bent over backwards to help our farm and I love him. But he sent me a text message and he said, I just watched your latest YouTube video it, from the something like from the way you were standing or the shirt that oh, you were no. wearing. It looked like maybe you were expecting it. It made me really happy. And like it could have just been your shirt. But, you know, like if you are a big, a big Monty Don gardening shirt, your big man wa- shirt. Well, no, I was it, made, it was so sweet, but. I had worn Stuart's big red flannel jacket and it had the pockets oh, yeah. were full of irrigation parts because he's been fixing my sprinklers. <laughs> and so, Like it literally was like a mass by my stomach, which I didn't even think about. I like I don't plan my YouTube wardrobe. So no, also not pregnant. Also not you pregnant. Plan your YouTube wardrobe. No, I don't plan my YouTube wardrobe. I don't. Someday I'll be as chic as you, Angela. No. OK, here's what I did that made me really happy. I was a grown ass woman. Sorry for the French. I went and bought myself a new apron like a boss because I had this great black linen apron that I'm sure everybody's seen a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And it had it was it was a tattered rag. It looked like it'd been in the garbage disposal. And one day I was just like, how am I supposed to bring order to this space when I look like this? And I threw it in the trash and I got on Etsy and I ordered this beautiful linen apron and it just came. And now I feel like my life is in order. Do you have it the on? End. I have my new one on. This is my new one. I, I noticed about. that one. I haven't, I hadn't seen that one before. Yes. Do you want to see it? With my pretty necklace, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that high waist. She's on a high waist hater. I know. And it's got big, deep pockets and it's got really long straps so you can tie it around front. I love that. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Because don't you feel like the apron? We've talked about the denim giving you the pooch. Yes. Don't you feel like the apron can give you the pooch? Big time. That's why we're half aprons. Bugs me. Mm -hmm. Bugs me. Half aprons sit right at your waist. You Mm -hmm. tie them tight so that even if you're wearing a loose shirt, you get a waist. Which is great. Everybody knows I'm all mm-hmm. about the lady's waist. Give the lady a waist. And um, yeah, it's great. 
So yeah, I am they thankful. They like the bib apron, but they don't do any favors to the pooch. No, they don't. Just make it look like you are expecting. And yeah. And let's yeah. face the reality is that most of us haven't been to the gym now in about four weeks. All that momentum, ladies, that I was gaining. Remember when I told you about that? Gone. It's gone. I am not self-motivated to work out. It is one of my hardest. I love going to the gym, but I don't want to just work out in my living room. I don't want to do that. I work out. If I work out, I'll do my favorite. So I have a bench in the basement and a treadmill and like the, did you get the thing I told you to get? The probably not. No, I loved those, but I don't have them. You got to get them. I know. I think of what they're called. I know what you're talking about. I'll think of it in a minute. But, um, but our basement is like, yeah, it could be great, but it's, it is an embarrassment. And so if I work out at home, I do turbo fire because you know how I feel about turbo fire. I know. Um, but my kids, I can't do it by myself. It's like, no, I'm you like, can't. It's like a dance squad. It's a magnet. And I'm kicking. And I'm like, watch out. I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> Get away from my, uh, like, cause I did kick Juju in the face once after, uh, on ice was born. I was doing turbo fire because <laughs> you do these like big behind kicks. And I did. I just, just clocked him right in the <laughs> That's face. That's not funny. I'm but sorry. Yeah, my Juju. kids are like, they're all here and they're like, I know. To do the routine with me. I'm like, this is I know. not what I had in mind. It defeats the, all. it defeats the purpose of a little mental time to grind. You know, yeah, and I like the music really loud and mm. like, it's too loud. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear anything except her yelling at me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're not thankful for having the gyms closed, but I did get a new pair of running shoes and I am thankful. Okay. For there so, we go. So I, my there we go. joy is that, um, before the weather tanked in the winter, I was doing four miles down to the lake and back every day and my current joy is that I have new shoes, so mm. I can do that again. Woohoo! That's Woo-hoo. awesome. I was supposed to this morning, but it was pouring down rain. Mm. Like I said, it was very dark. Otherwise, yeah. um, just to get that fresh air, and it's so beautiful. The forest and the mossy rocks. and Yes. And smells so lake. good. It smells, yeah, lakey. Yeah. And you turn around and go. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. One of my greatest joys right now has been being able to be out in the garden and smell the fresh air and feel the sunshine. And I think one of my greatest fears in life is that I'm going to get arrested at some point and have to be in prison. And I don't know what for. Crimes are with, those are negotiable. But it is one of my greatest fears because fresh air and soil and flowers are so important to my spirit. Right. And I am just so thankful. I know probably even a lot of our listeners are not at a place where there's a garden to go to. And my heart weeps for you because I feel like the sunshine and the soil are what are keeping me alive mm-hmm. right now because we're not actually confined to the walls of our home. We can go outside and, you know, see the animals and dig in the dirt. And just yesterday I went out and I call it fluffing the garden where I just literally start on one end and I sort of move my way through and maybe pull weeds, rake gravel, transplant things, prune things, pick up trash, whatever it may be. So that when you walk, you know, when you leave that space, it all feels fresh and new and inviting. And I did that and it it was so beautiful and so soul reviving. And it just felt like the greatest gift to be given to have a garden. It was fabulous. I have you been able to be out there yet? No, oh, I'm out. I'm out every time. It doesn't look like it does today. Not okay. for the last week. Cause we're just, we've just now uh, really entered that part of the season. I'm very, very grateful. It's early this year. I'm the ice is gone in the bays. So we're mm. around here. We wait for the ice to break up and sort of drift out onto the lakes and it's gone. Mm. I was in town the other day and the bay was just water. I couldn't believe it. And last week it was all ice. Um, so we had our last blizzard last year here on April 27th and we got three feet of snow. So I already have spinach wow. seeds in the ground and I, my heart is so full with gratitude for the extra time to be outside right now because we have been yeah. home for a month and to be outside is so 
vital. I already have just dirt embedded under my fingernails that's not coming out. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing really pretty about it right now. I'm gritting out a whole section of new raised beds. So there's twine running from the front of the house to the back, like so I can create my plumb lines and everything and stakes everywhere. But oh man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just happy. Yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Even when I didn't have a garden, I mean, I had maybe a little bed, you know, at our townhouse, but I, I brought furniture out and a, a string of lights and we would just sit outside on, on no property, just like on the sidewalk next to our back door when we had a condo. I mean, even if you don't have a garden, just go outside Yes, and close your eyes. <laughs> My very first yeah. garden was a, just a teeny little raised bed that I made at our rental house because mm-hmm. the landlord had said, you can put a little box in, but you need to be able to move it, you know? And so mm-hmm. I just got this cheap old lumber and made a raised box and it was teeny tiny, but it gave me something to look after and to care for and to make beautiful, you know, outside of the home. And I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, even you don't need to, you know, have some works of art outside your window. Just find a little find a little something to appreciate, even if it's like the kids brought me the first dandelion of the season mm-hmm. from our grass. And it made me so happy because I know what that means for the bees and we let our dandelions bloom around here. We are pro dandelion. <laughs> so, oh yeah, you have. It I was mean, just for the bees, so exciting. If you're a beekeeper, especially, yeah, yeah. It's and just do you do that thing where you do your kids pull them and then they like peel up each mm-hmm. side and put it in water. Oh yeah, we do all kinds of different things. A lot of times we'll string them. You know, like like you mm-hmm. would popcorn for Christmas. We'll okay. do that. Um, we'll dig up the roots for dandelion tea. We did dandelion capers a couple of years yeah, how did ago. Those come out. Um, they were good. They don't have that distinctive punch that a caper has because yeah. a caper is a berry and dandelion capers are the really tightly bound head of a dandelion, mm-hmm. but they were delicious and so fun. I love little trinkety foods like that, that elevate something normal to something really exciting just because you've yeah. had another hand in it in some way. Well, you can use the greens for salads. You can do the capers. You can do the root. The girls make uh, daisy chains, mm-hmm. you know, out of the yeah. flowers. And, and then they're so good for the bees. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's sad that they're like the uh, scourge of the modern yard because they're actually I know. a really important part of the whole shebang. They are. So. Our bees go crazy as soon as the dandelions come because it's one of their mm-hmm. first food sources. So they've been in hibernation all winter eating off their honey stores and they wait. Apricots are the first blooms around here on trees, followed by cherries. Um, apricots are kind of done now. Cherries are just starting. And so they kind of carry over between those two windows. And it's just exciting. I actually just put up a picture of our bees on Instagram because they when it gets warm out, like above, you know, 55, 60, mm-hmm. they come out in swarms. And it's like they're just it was it's like seeing kids run out of a school at recess time. Yeah. You know, it's just, they're booking it. They're just so yeah. happy to not be in the hive anymore. And I could just sit there and watch them all day. I love it. In fact, Stu just bought me a new beekeeping suit so that I could feel all, I had some holes in mine. Not good for oh a beekeeping goodness. suit to have holes. We, we would just duct tape I mine. Know. That's what I've been doing. Are you sure you got every patch I done? Because I don't want to be in my hat. I know. I know. That's what I've been doing. So it's been I have to start fun. again because mine died last year. It happened before the winter. Oh. It's like so sad. I was out harvesting by myself. And uh, it's my fault. I suppose it's my fault. Like the it just started pouring out of nowhere and I couldn't get everything put together. I had everything just kind of strewn yeah. everywhere. And I don't know if they got too wet or what. They do not like moisture. Yeah, they were done just within yeah. a matter of days. Oh, that. that's too it was bad. Just, it was just my fault. It made me so sad. And, you know, of course I had brought... Um, you know, frames inside, but mm-hmm. I hadn't brought them all in. And then winter came and I procrastinated, procrastinated. Yes. Like a professional. And like a professional. Just went to check out, mm. check them out the other day. And there they are. Uh, um, there's little really cute mices in there. <laughs> really Aww. tiny, tiny little mice. Yeah. Disgusting. That is so sad. 
I not a current joy. Hate. <laughs> I hate when I procrastinate and do something stupid like that to myself. I know. I hate self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. Chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when you make a big pot of stock, turn it off mm-hmm. so it can cool down so you can strain it. And then you leave it on your stove for five and a half days. And you're just I'm, like, well, oh. I really would like to thank you for saying that. Why? Because there's actually a pot of rancid <laughs> stock in my driveway right now that no one wants to walk oh out to the woods. Because that's a thing. Yeah. You turn it off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I should, oh, I should tub, I should tub that. I should yep. ball jar that. Oh yeah, I should, I should, I should. You think that's any good? Then it starts to smell. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's Except right now, uh, right now on the walkway is just this putrid stockpot <laughs> of nutrition. Nutrition. Well, that's right. To be nutrition. Hey, let's spin this. Okay. Feed it to your chickens. They love it, stock. I think it's beyond. No, nothing is beyond chicken consumption. Okay. All right. There you go. Be thankful for that free provision. That's right. Um, In that vein, I have Mm -hmm. been so thankful for food. (laughs) It is. For one, I'm thankful that we have access to it. I'm thankful Mm -hmm. that, you know, just by the way that we live, we are we stockpile food. (laughs) We store things up. Um, and so it's not something that we've been had to be panicked about, but beyond that, just the enjoyment of food, the universal language, the gathering around a table, the serving up a hot bowl of soup on a cold day, the using up the dregs creatively, you know, lighting a candle, pouring a glass of wine, like all of it. It's so soul reviving, isn't it? Like I think Mm -hmm. about it a lot with communion and how like, this is how we're demonstrating this. Like this is a meal and why that was chosen to symbolize that, you know, Mm -hmm. and just thinking we are obviously are created to eat food. It has to be part of our, you know, it has to be a part of our daily life, but really that's just such an amazing gift that it gets to be. Oh yeah. I love totally. that. I, it's, a, it's, it's a big gift. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we are so privileged to be able to, to eat a few times a day. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to be thankful for. I mean, we're so just used to, um, what we think we deserve and oh, this is a routine. And, but even just, even just to humble yourself and to pause and be thankful for being able to eat mm-hmm. three, a few mm-hmm. times a day is, is a big deal. Um, yeah, we saw, and I go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I, I went to the store, like Aiden and I suited up, we did the gloves and the mask and everything. Cause we had to go to green Bay yesterday and just to bring some more food home for the family, just to hold us over till, Mm-hmm. I don't know, another month, another six weeks, eight weeks, mm-hmm. I don't know how long this is going to take on. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to, I'm trying to find little pockets of gratitude. So I have seen my children now, um, take up a new resurgence in their appreciation for food and their mm. a new resurgence in their diligence to not waste it yeah. and to not use so much syrup or, you know, mom said we're rationing syrup. So try not to use so much. I mean, they're more cognizant. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for them because I think I've shared with you before, like just even since moving here, we've just kind of, because we had so much to do, we haven't really been like homesteading like we did before on our rental farm. And so the children were young, they are young. And so when you go two years without doing something, that's a lifetime to them. Right. And so now we're just coming back into this phase. You know, we're going to be lambing here in a few weeks and have some other things going on. And then the garden. Mm-hmm. And now they're cognizant of, OK, mom is trying to really make sure we have a delicious meal three times a day. and We're not wasting anything. We're not just going to burn through all the cheese. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for them. I told, I've told you our motto is team read. I'm feeling this team vibe Mm. that's not just me trying to make happen. It's, it's a sincere response from the family to, to what's happening. 
And yeah. that's a current, that's definitely a current joy for me. Oh yeah. We kind of, I, we touched on this, I think last episode, but we just butchered our ducks and roosters last week. And if you've ever butchered an animal, it is horrible. <laughs> it's yeah. messy. It's bloody. It stinks. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. I cry mm-hmm. still every time, even if it's a duck, it is hard. But our kids were all out there with us, plucking the ducks and plucking the roosters and gathering them up from the chicken coop. And then we came inside and they watched us prepare the duck confit. And then we, you know, froze the duck breasts and we made stock out of the bones. And, you know, it's just this whole ordeal. It's days of cooking, following butchering. It's just the way it goes. But we were able to rely just so heavily on the current circumstances to say, you know, look what we are able to do here. And isn't it a blessing to be able to have a meal from our backyard, you know, and to have this meat in the freezer. And, you know, it was interesting because this this morning we were sitting outside looking out at the orchard and there's this beautiful male pheasant who comes by this particular area every year, every year we've lived here to find his mate. And so he's out there and he just makes this really funny call, but he's out there walking around and Owen was just saying, could I shoot him? (laughs) I was like, no, because we don't need that meat. You know, we don't need that meat right now. Like we, we have our meat and we have everything that we need, but we had the conversation of, you know, if you didn't have meat, do you see the provision that's just, that's here, that's in this. And, you know, it was just a really good opportunity to talk about You know, our kids don't, most of our kids, not all kids, most of our kids don't know want, not real wants, not like I have a hungry belly and there's no food in the fridge wants. And that's something to be so thankful for. So thankful for. Mm -hmm. If I could change one thing in the world, it would be that no kid ever had to go without food in their belly. (laughs) Or nobody would have to eat alone. I want everybody to have an eating partner and I want them to have something to eat. (laughs) Mm. So, yes, I am so thankful for that provision. Um, In still in that culinary idea, I got up this morning and Stu took a shower right when he got up. So I made the morning coffee, which is not normal. But I couldn't find the little metal espresso cups that we use to pull the shot into. So I just grabbed these little antique teacups that fit underneath the espresso machine. And I pulled these espresso shots and they were so dense and so milky and creamy and dark and just smelt like heaven. And it was one of those moments where I was actually taken back and was just thinking, imported coffee (laughs) is the greatest gift ever. (laughs) Like this is so good. A good espresso in my world can totally change the course of the day. I mean, we have so many luxuries to be thankful for. I like to think of them as creaturely comforts. They're creaturely comforts. I'm assuming most of America, even four weeks into this, still has their cable. Mm -hmm. And their iPhones. all drinking coffee. (laughs) Everybody, I don't think anybody's canceled their iPhone service yet. I'm sure everybody could get their hand on a little piece of chocolate if they want. Not everybody, but you know what I mean. Get their hand on a little piece of chocolate if they wanted to. We are uh, Mm -hmm. spoiled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dare I say spoiled. Mm -hmm. And they're really, this is just the time to just look back and go, what am I Mm-hmm. What's comforting to me right now? What's bringing me joy? What's, yeah. What am I yeah. overwhelmingly thankful for? I mean, come on, laundry detergent. Let's just all okay. pause no, and look. be thankful for laundry look detergent. Look what's on my list. Laundry. I kid you look not. That. that is on my list. It, we're not walking down to a yep. river to do our laundry. Yep. I know. My kids yeah. uh, this morning at breakfast, I don't even know where this came from, but hmm. it, uh, somebody asked me about World War II, which... In my world, that's like opening Pandora's box because it's my favorite subject in history ever. It is a, I bet we talk about it every day, we do. every other day, if not every day in this house. Yeah. My kids are just, yeah. It's, I, I love the topic of conversation. And so they mm-hmm. know like once, once it gets brought up, we're going to chew on this for a while. But okay. we were talking about my grandfather who was a prisoner of war 
in World War II. And he was taken at the Battle of the Bulge. He was taken into a prisoner camp and he was kept there for nine months. And I have very few story memories of this because it's not something that he liked to talk about. But I do have a newspaper clipping of his from an interview he did when he was brought back. And he talks about he was in this camp for nine months. He was 19 years old at the time. And he talked about how they were beaten and treated and they would make soup for the prisoners out of the potato peels um, that were left over after feeding, you know, the German army. They would get the potato peels and boil them in water. And that's what the prisoners ate. So when he came out of the prison camp, he weighed like 125 pounds. I mean, he was Mm. just bones. And I thought to myself, as I'm telling the story to the children, like, how would you fare in that situation? Nine months in a prisoner camp, no guarantee if you're going to make it out alive. There's no, there's no rules in warfare, especially at this point in the war. Um, He was only let out because they surrendered. So had, you know, had it not been at this particular timing, who knows what would have happened to him. But, you know, he suffered broken bones and obviously a very damaged spirit from being in a war camp for nine months. And, you know, it just made me think these creaturely comforts of, I don't know, toilet paper, laundry detergent, lattes, like (laughs) take your pick. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel things because like we know on that last part, I feel things. I feel sad that I don't get to see my friends or see my family. Okay. And I'm, that's okay. I don't mean somebody has it harder. So, you know, so you should quit your complaining. I don't mean that. No, no, no. I just mean perspective, perspective Mm -hmm. in that when you're faced with a hardship, are you able to mentally engage with it in a good way? You know, because there Mm -hmm. are no guarantees. And I hope that that's not something anybody else has to know or understand. But just this idea of being mentally strong so that when the creaturely comforts slip away, which they most likely will at some point in your life, you can handle that well. You know? Yeah. And function through things like this or or other things. We've gone through some sure. tremendous things with a, with a grace and a dignity and... I hate the expression attitude of gratitude, but it's so true. <laughs> bumper sticker. <It's> bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true. And if I think most of us, um, you know, that's what we when we look at our kids, we long for them to be able to rally like that too. Rally. What a great word for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's something yeah. to give thanks for. And then when a hardship comes, yes, getting in that posture of Okay, now it's time to rally. You know, now it's time to put on my old boss used to call them her big girl pants. Big girl pants. Yeah, put on your big girl pants. <laughs> she also used to call and them just, her brown trousers because she would say then even if you defecate, like no one can tell and you can march on. <laughs> like even if you're scared, you oh put on your brown trousers. <laughs> brown trousers. That is <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh my goodness. Red lips, brown trousers, and no denim jumpers. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, There you go. So um, we just put this little pond in in our yard and you can see it from the living room windows. And we have been watching all the robins come and take their, they're sloppy bathers. They're like a big. Oh, they're frolicking. They are frolicking. They are putting on yes. a show with their mm-hmm. big red breasts and they are a hoot. And I sat up there today thinking if this is like the only pleasure that I get to experience today, this was totally worth it. So it's almost like this, this slowing down of your mind and of your speed and your schedule and everything. And I mean, how many of us would just sit and stare at a robin? Yeah. You know? But I find myself gravitating towards those, especially in nature, because nature doesn't really care if there's a virus going around. The mountains are still there. The trees are still blooming. The robins are still bathing, you know. And so it's almost this reminder of constant consistency, Mm -hmm. constancy. Yeah. 
continuity. Big words Something for like Shay. That. Big words. Big words <laughs> for, for either of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, that's kind of, if you just kind of parboil it down, I mean, that's what we all have. We can, there, you know, there's a lot of fear and garbage and headlines, or mm-hmm. you can just carry on. Yeah. With grace and with dignity and choose not to be afraid. You can be concerned. You cannot have the answers for tomorrow. Nobody's like, I would never deny anyone wonderings about tomorrow, but watch the Robin. Consider the lilies of the field. Seriously. I mean, just. Yeah. Um, In that same pond, we just put in some live water hyacinth plants that I had Mm -hmm. bought from Etsy um, totally impulsively a week and a half ago or so. And on your um, no, I was waiting for frogs to come and populate the pond because I knew they would come because they came to our other pond. But then when you told me that you could buy tadpoles online, hello. So I ordered these tadpoles and for bullfrogs, which is going to be so fun. But Monty Don also suggests having at least one or two floating logs in your pond because there are a lot of different bugs and such that will lay their eggs on logs. And so we've, we've put the logs in the pond. We put the water hyacinth plants in and these little tadpoles will be here tomorrow in the mail. And I was like, how fun is it that at this time where it feels like the wheels are falling off or to quote dumb and dumber, our pets heads are falling off. We are creating this little, like (laughs) this little sanctuary of life where now Robins come. Robins didn't come here before there was, you know, why would they come? It was just a pile of weeds and now these tadpoles are coming and we've seen dragonflies and we've seen little chickadees come and this pheasant came and drank from it. And it's so fun to be cultivating this little space of life, however small it may be, in the chaos, you know, mm-hmm. and it it is like the the band playing their instruments as the Titanic sinks. You know, you're just like, here we go. <laughs> Hang here on. My God, today. Right. Hang on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But it reminds me of what you're saying, like that grace and dignity and just and not getting overly emotional, except for the tears last time. But those were real. Um, Well, yeah. And I'm not like denying, like I don't feel it when I fall asleep or feel it when I roll over in the middle of the night. Wait, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The world is melting down. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. But um, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. I can't do anything about it. You know. So, yeah, we talked to a friend of ours yesterday who's a paramedic over on the West mm-hmm. Coast. So mm-hmm. we're in Washington State listeners and um, th- we're a mega hub for this virus. But he works over on the coast where it's really bad just because the population, the way Washington works is like most of the population lives on the west side of the Cascade Mountains, which is the Seattle area up and down mm-hmm. the coast of Washington. And like the remaining, I don't know. 30% live on the entire other part of the state. But his hours, his work hours for the first time ever were actually cut. Oh. Their hospitals over there are empty. It's crazy. And it's like, I don't even know. It's that whole thing we talked about. It's like, I don't even know where my emotions are supposed to land right now. Yeah. You know, because basically all these hospitals have canceled everything so that they could be prepared, which I'm thankful right. for. But um, it's not coming in the way that they thought it would. And praise God for that, frankly. But he's right. now over here with a bunch of free time on his hands. And this is like a first responder medical, you know, guy in the medical field. And it's interesting. It's interesting. So, yeah, stuff like that comes to my mind. Like, what what, what are we doing here? What's happening? Right. What? Yeah. Because you can't just read headlines no. and go off of that. No. And then. No. I think the best thing Everybody we could is. all do is not read any headlines. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> right? Well, they're, they're headlines. I mean, let's just remember the MO. We we do this to get ratings. <laughs> like, we write, it's nothing's different. It's still the press. Oh, I thought you were talking about the podcast. I'm like, we get ratings? <laughs> I was very confused for well, a we, second. We do. If they're very nice and they will rate us five stars. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the press. I'm sorry. I was confused. Um, yeah, no, we know this from blogging. So a little insider tip here into the blogging world. Um, if you <laughs> bad new cells, no, yeah, no, it's true. It's if you have something horribly tragic and happen in your life, 
if you, you know, come down really hard on one side of the argument and just decide to get super aggressive about something or stir up some kind of controversial Mm -hmm. pot, you will get 10 or 15 times the views that you normally would. Well, what's the temptation there if you're selling something? The temptation is always to be dramatic and extreme and controversial and, you know, pin this person against that person and da 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 da. It's gross. It is gross. And we, I as a blogger, have to really guard my heart against it. And turns out (laughs) news media doesn't because eventually, you know, they just want to, they just want to sell it. That's what they want to do. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. No. And that's, that is how it works. You, you and I have seen that even with oils where someone will say, well, I can't find any you can't find a lot of good things about oils on the internet. Mm-hmm. We're like, that's called search engine optimization. Right. It's because some mom used oils and stuck her finger in her eye and wrote a blog post about it. Right. And now that gets the most traffic. Because it's, Cause it's controversial. That, right. And they decide what you see. It's just like me and you with YouTube. Mm-hmm. We could choose to say, you know, we're redoing my bedroom right now. We could say, you know, how Joel's phone survived Falling in the paint can, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, like, or you could say my bedroom makeover, you know, yeah. it's just like, right. Whichever. It, that's just the way it works. Yeah. So I just think we we're drawn. Yeah. Just, we're drawn to we're the drawn chaos. To, yeah. And, we're drawn to mm-hmm. look at the car wreck. So yeah. you just have to put your head down. Yeah. Well, don't and, you think you kind of have to like retrain your brain a bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, because we're we're humans. We're sensationalists. Right. We do. We do. Our brains, we do want to take the easy way out. Right. And the easy way out is some dramatic story that touches all our senses. And right. We don't have to put much thought into reading. And right. Yeah. That's that's our M.O. I mean, we mm-hmm. I think we're all constantly fighting against that, whether we realize it or not. It's oh, big time. It's why we binge Netflix. It's because we don't want to think anymore. Yes. I mean, let's be real. Yes, it's so true. One of the things I've always really appreciated about Stuart is his ability in an emotional situation to it's almost like he's living as a human. This is going to get a little crazy here. And then he something happens. OK, <laughs> like a, a something he needs to think about and he'll like suck up into the air and like he can look then at the situation and at the at his life from like a bird's eye view and he can assess like a vantage point, a different vantage point, all the different pieces and how it all fits together. And then he can come right back down and like make a decision having looked at it from a completely different perspective. Whereas I flop around in the mud, just like, this is how I feel. (laughs) He's just like, maybe you should just take a step back. That's where that term comes from. Okay. Take a step back, get a different vantage point and just simmer down, Lassie. Simmer down. <laughs> I don't think most people have that gift. No. It's kind of like as a woman, like you need to know when it's 945 at night and your husband kind of tees you off, just maybe go to bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe 945 at night isn't a time to start picking at that particular yes. situation because yes. you, you're overtired yes. and you probably should just go to bed. Yes, you know should. thyself. Yes, right. You know, it's so true. It's so, so true. true. And, you know, you talked about kind of the human condition and how we're wired. Mm-hmm. And I think we are naturally wired to complain. Why? Because complain is easier than action. Complain, complaining Solution. is easier complaining. than gratitude. It's a lot easier. Oh, sure. I mean, how easy is it to look at your spouse or your kids or your house mm-hmm. or your work situation and say, you know, here's what's wrong with it. And if this was fixed, Mm -hmm. my life would be better. Right. Well, the problem with that is, A, you don't have control over other people. And B, you don't get to control the circumstances of life. That's Mm -hmm. just the way it is. And so it is almost like that retraining of your brain, the attitude of gratitude, if you will. (laughs) I mean, it's it's hard. It stretches your brain like exercise stretches your body. Mm hmm. It's not my natural response to things. I know that about myself. And I know that that means I need to work harder at it Mm -hmm. because you could, like you said, drive yourself crazy, roll over in the middle of night and think about the woes of the world, you know? Yeah. 
What can you yeah, do about here. the woes of the world? Not a lot. Not turns out. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do something about the woes of your household. You can mm-hmm. do something about the woes of your heart or the woes of your marriage or the woes of your work. You know, mm-hmm. you have this little beautiful area of space to take up as a human. Yeah. Whew. We've been pretty sheltered. I just think as a as a demographic, as a, you know, on the whole timeline of things, we have been pretty sheltered. Uh, and so we have all these kids who really haven't been exposed to anything. Right. Pretty traumatic. You know, speaking from a U.S. Uh, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In general. Yeah. You know, so you have like the the 9-11 babies are graduating from high school this year. Right. So they, you know, they were born into that. They haven't gone through anything since then. Right. They didn't really know that was happening then. That was their normal. You know, like we have this situation where our kids really haven't gone through anything. And we, I, I feel like we have a really big responsibility to, to have a proper heart about this and to be grateful and to point out moments of joy into our children. Because who's to say, I think it would be very naive of us to assume that during their lifetime, they're not going to go through something harder. Uh, yes. I mean, let's <laughs> no, not, that's let's not, not present this. That is like as unrealistic. the end of the world yeah. to our children. Yeah. Like this, come on. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Yes. People, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm never speaking from a place of denial. I know retirement. I know things are being lost. Jobs are lost. Yes. I know it's bad, but yes. But <laughs> probably not as bad as it's going to get. Well, it, at some point, at the end of the day, that's still not something you're going to have control over. No, no. And we need to teach the whole point of teaching our children fortitude is so that um, you teach them fortitude in smaller right. moments so they can exercise it right. in bigger moments. Fortitude so at rec you, day, the strength to do what is right. That doesn't right. mean the strength to control the situation. <laughs> and that is... Yeah. And again, yeah. you know, like, don't get me started because we're air- very, you know, <laughs> it's just the whole Amazonification. We're like used to fixing something. Now I want it. Now I want it fixed. I want it rectified. How many of us have just hopped on the news and just expected, well, now the headlines will be better. Yeah. Because that's the way it goes. Right. Okay. Wait, wait. We usually have three or four days of drama and, and then, then it passes. Let up right. and everything right. goes back to normal. Yeah. So, but that's not happening. So we, yeah. So yeah. Savor the garden dirt, savor the hugs and kisses, tucking your children in, savor the sourdough starter. Yeah. Well, current joy everywhere. Doesn't that make you think of, I shared this story with Angela right before we started recording. Cause I did this sourdough recipe on the, on YouTube and I got a comment from a lady who was basically saying like, this is way too complicated and like, I can't, I can't even, I'll just buy my bread basically. And I thought, that's her choice and she gets to have that and go buy your bread. Good on you. But <laughs> that doesn't condition you as a person to be in a posture of learning and strength mm-hmm. and fortitude and perseverance and adaptability. Um, it might just be bread, but it's a bigger example of, you know, what? I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to you know, I got to learn the dexterity. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to fail. I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to gather knowledge. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that whole idea. I had that happen the first time I blogged years ago. I was just like so happy to learn how to bake bread. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't know how to bake bread and I learned how to bake bread and somebody did comment, well, I could just go buy my Pepperidge farm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you're missing the point. Right. Like, I just totally learned how to do something. I didn't say it was right. easy. Right. <laughs> like, I just, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the word you just used, posture. Like, being in this posture of being. Learning. Teachable yeah. And open and learning and adaptable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. It's hmm. so true because in the Amazonification of things, mm-hmm. Amazon's easy like they don't even make me put in my credit card number anymore you heard me throw a fit today i i needed new makeup everyone and my skin color is so off from my makeup i don't even want to film for youtube because i look like a clown and apparently i didn't hit order Uh, oh yeah and so now i'm going to go through the next week without makeup without looking like a clown yeah i had a little fit yeah she did. It's just like, I did. I had a little fit. Yep. Darn it. I want my stuff and I want it now. Yep. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. But don't beat yourself up. 
that is our nature. Just, mm-hmm. you know, realign your posture, ladies and gentlemen, to a posture of joy, because frankly, there's nothing you're going to do to get out of it anyway. <laughs> so right. We're here. you might as well get out in the garden if you can or get out in nature, savor some good food, savor some of the people mm-hmm. around you. Hands on. Talk like a chicken for your children. <laughs> do you Don't create do. a new alter ego for there your you children go. at bedtime. There you go. Sip some espresso. Order a new apron if you must or new makeup. Watch a bird. There are many pleasures here. Many pleasures to be had. I'm going to make risotto tonight. Mm. Again. Signature move. And uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. I am going to uh, thaw some pesto. Oh yeah, pesto. Mm-hmm. That I'm trying to stagger good. my meals, like a really good one, yeah, a really basic, yep, one, a really good one, lentils, yep, a really good one, soup, <laughs> yep, you know, like back and forth. Yeah, I've been doing like really easy breakfasts and lunch, and then something fun for dinner, and then they come to dinner starving because they've had you know mm-hmm. bananas and peanut butter or something for lunch oh, yeah, we had like <laughs> cheese quesadillas and leftover lentils from last night for lunch they're like are you kidding yeah. me well yeah see you at dinner yep. time. you will be hungry and you will be thankful and that's what it's all about mm-hmm. <laughs> well thank you once again ladies for joining us on homemaker chic podcast we love getting to spend this time with you and i hope that this brings some thankfulness up in your own heart in your own circumstance whatever that may be Yeah. When you see this pop up on Instagram, let us know what your current joys are. Let us know what you're thankful for. The special moments that you're creating with your family. Tag us at Homemaker Sheep. Homemaker Sheep? Yes. Homemaker Sheep podcast. Homemaker Sheep. (laughs) Homemaker Sheep. (laughs) Maybe that can be my alter ego. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Homemaker Sheep podcast. (laughs) And be sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. You can join there to support the podcast for $5 a month or $10 a month. And we have some fun special perks for our patrons that support our podcasts, like our free ebooks, free hangouts together where we get to Zoom and enjoy each other's company, early released episodes and some other fun stuff as well. So to be sure, so to, so to be sure to check that out. Wow, we are. We are on our A game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until next time, yes. my friends. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.